0: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What's going on, everybody? It's your boy John, some sports guy Hickman joined by Cody Davis for another episode of Hump Day edition of the locked on texans podcast your team every day super excited for today's show we got a surprise guest on so we're going to talk texan football in different ways and maybe you guys haven't had the opportunity to hear from us but the locked on nfl draft podcast relaunched on september 20th with brand new hosts. eric crocker brings you the player scouting ryan tracy brings you the analytics follow the locked on nfl podcast on youtube and wherever you get your podcast cody davis welcome into today's show Go ahead and give the listeners and watchers on YouTube at Locked on Texans the rundown what we got on our plate.
0: Yes, sir. And on this Wednesday installment of Locked on Texans, John and I are going to be joined by one of, if not the best Houston Texans beat reporter around, Mr. Aaron Wilson from Sports Talk 790. As we discuss whether or not the Houston Texans will bring in a new quarterback, the the, the confidence level surrounding his team heading into tomorrow's matchup against the Carolina Panthers with rookie quarterback, Davis mills. And of course the latest on Deshaun Watson. So, so that's, that's going to be in segment two and segment three. So that is what we have on the agenda today, but ladies and gentlemen, to get this Wednesday installment of locked on Texans kicked off, John and I really quick want to just touch on the culture change that is going on off of 16 and Kirby and ladies and gentlemen, It's kind of funny and ironic that Deshaun Watson is in this situation. I'm not about to make this into a Deshaun Watson segment, but I remember the last time we had an opportunity to speak to him during his exit media availability. And Deshaun Watson said one of the things that he wanted to see the Texans do for this upcoming offseason was to have a complete culture shift because everyone knows, especially between the years of 2019 and, of course, the 2020 season, the culture around this team sucks. And oh I just, no, 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 it, he did, did. it did Come on, right out the gate. And, and you know, I just remember awesome. sitting there, you know, we, we had to do our virtual virtual press conference with Deshaun, and Deshaun was dying. How much the this team needed a reset on the culture. And I, I, I say it's funny that he finds himself in this situation because one of the main things that he wanted to see the Houston Texans improve on, which is their culture, they did it. And it's a little bit unfortunate that he is not a part of this new culture chain. I get it. The Houston Texans are sending at one and one as we enter week three against the Carolina Panthers. And given the unfortunate injuries that has hit this organization, uh, it, I think it's fair to say that this is going to be a team that's going to be sitting at one and two, but ladies and gentlemen, like I keep saying the Houston Texans are in the early stages of a rebuild. And one of the main things that this team needed in order to have a successful rebuild is to improve the culture. And for what I have gathered from the people I have been able to talk to, rather that be one-on-one, rather that be through um, press conferences, or whether that just being a, Hey, what's up? How you doing? The culture around this team is different and and that's part of the reason why i love what i'm seeing from david cully as this team's new head coach
1: absolutely and let's not give all the credit to david cully and he does deserve a lot of credit but let's mm-hmm. also look at nick serial came in and gosh how many over 130 some odd transactions i lost new count players in, right like <laughs> new players in old players out contracts we worked. And if you didn't work out, he's moving on from you, not going to keep you around in this building, in that building of 16 to Kirby, if you're just not going to be a part of the program. And to your point, Cody, that's very ironic. What Deshaun <laughs> Watson wanted, Houston went out and got, but they're succeeding in that area, not necessarily on the football field, but they are succeeding in that area of shifting the culture, changing without it, Right? And Hypothetically speaking, let's say if he does come back, how will he fit in this new locker room, new culture with everything that this team has been doing for the last five or six or so months? Uh, but the culture change, culture change rather, is very apparent. You can see it. You can see it how the players have praised the coaching staff. The environment now is easier for a lot of these guys to come to work. And last year, it could have been to Bill O'Brien. It could have been due to J.J. Watt and his issues. It could have been due to coaches being in positions that they weren't, not necessarily, I'm not going to say qualified for, because we're seeing David Culley, people have said he's not qualified for a head coaching job, but he got it, shout out to him. But maybe mm-hmm. coaches, assistant coaches were in positions where they weren't ready for it. And that was a clash with, with coaches or players and not allowing coaches to coach the way they wanted to coach. You know, there are so many things that came out of this team last year, environment-wise, that you can understand how that took a toll on the Texans and why they came out to be 4-12. and 12. Now, this year, we don't know what the Texans' final record will be. However, we do know that from what we are seeing, hearing, and experiencing, Cody, to your point, you're around that team uh, more times than not. It's a whole lot of difference going on in and out that building and for a player for any of these players who came in from other teams or players that have to sit through a lot of that mess last year it's just a sigh of relief right i can come to work i can do my job i can learn i can build i can grow and i don't have to worry about uh the toxic work environment that may or may not which we came to find out was actually happening in that building another thing with that is you know who has not been a point of emphasis this year and the only reason why people we may hear about him is because fans keep bringing him up Jack. Was the last, to oh my gosh when was the last time you read an article or uh, heard his name outside of a fan still wanting to know why he's around his team like it, it'll be small things you may catch a picture of him on a sideline during the game and then you may see fans tweet, why is this man still on my team? And like, what has he done this year so far? He hasn't done anything. He hasn't been in the news. And that lets me to believe that Nick Casario is still running this show. Jackie Sabine ain't got nothing to do with how he operates. And that's a positive. I do want to switch gears a little bit, Cody, and talk about Davis Mills, who will be getting his first NFL start. Like we talked about yesterday against defense, that looks like a top five defense right now. 10 sacks in the first two games, 21 quarterback hits. They're coming off a a great game. Sam Donald looks comfortable in his second game, has a lot of weapons around him with Christian McCaffrey. But a couple of things that I heard from yesterday's press conference, Titus Howard said Davis Mills is more athletic than than what most people think. Uh, David Johnson also said that Mills has more speed than a lot of people give him credit for. He also said that there is no pressure. A lot of these guys are heading uh, – are in their first year of one-year contracts. So we've had pressure before the season. And I thought that was a very interesting, you know, quote right there. But to those two Davis Mills points – and Justin also said some other things that I thought was um, – that was, you know, good points that he made. You know, with his unknown speed that we don't talk about a lot, we don't give him credit for just looking at my notes here – or his athleticism that we haven't seen on the field. You know, is Houston in a position where they have to kind of shorten, minimize, dilute their play calling a little bit, or will they be able to kind of stick to the script and just switch him out with Tyrod Taylor? My question to that is no, they're going to have to dial some of that back uh, in order to make him comfortable. Now, I do think that Tim Kelly will still put players in positions to succeed, but for him, you know, I am very curious to see how he goes about in his first start in the NFL. I will say this this is very cliche, so you know players are going to do it. But for a rookie quarterback, it's good to see your starting left guard, uh, a key member in your running back, depth chart, players, Larry Tunson. These guys are rolling and riding for you right now because they understand the circumstances. That the whole team is not just Davis Mills. Mm. The entire team is in this circumstance. Terrence, uh, Terrence Mitchell's out uh, with concussion. Justin Reed won't play. uh, uh, uh Tyrod Taylor ain't gonna play for a couple of games. Danny, like, the entire team is in this circumstance. So they're kind of rallying together around him, and I like it. Don't mean they're gonna get a win. Don't mean the results are gonna if, be affected by it at any at any point for the next four to five games, but. They're riding with him and they're giving us small things to, I think, kind of boost his confidence heading into tomorrow's game. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The entire football culture and field is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. And as always, who has you covered? Bet online. Who's your friend? BetOnline, who do you call in the midnight hour? Bet online. your number one spot for all of pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, guys, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. That simple, that easy. And don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Also, Texan fans, it's me. Right, We have a relationship here, Locked on Texas. I'm John, some Sports Guy Hickman. And I'm here to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about Get Upside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Touchdown for NFL or BASEBALL for MLB. And get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. The app is free, and it saves you money. That's a no-brainer. Use promo code touchdown for NFL or BASEBALL for MLB. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen,
0: to this Wednesday installment of Locked on Texans. And as promised, we got our guy, Mr. Aaron Wilson, Houston Texans beat reporter from Sports Talk 790. What's going on, Aaron? Welcome back to Locked on Texans. Hey guys, thanks for having me. It's good to be here again. (laughs) Yes, sir. Now, Aaron, everyone knows the biggest news surrounding the Houston Texans right now is the injury to Tyrod Taylor. He's going to be out for about three to four games, and on Thursday they're going to start Davis Mills at quarterback. And I'm pretty sure. and, And you was there when I asked David Culley on yesterday about the possibility of them bringing in a new quarterback, and he said, you know, they shall see. And it seems like. They're going to wait and see how Thursdays – get the results from Thursday's game before they kind of like scout the market. But, Aaron, my first question to you, do you know if the Houston Texans will bring in an additional quarterback? Oh, I think they will consider looking at additional
2: quarterbacks. When you think about the landscape, though, it's pretty poor out there. I did a tweet a little while ago. One thing they do is called practice squad protections – and that means that they can't be signed to another team. So that includes Brett Ripon with the Broncos, Matt Barkley with the Titans, Trace McSorley with the Ravens, Brett Hundley with the Colts, Nick Mullins, Browns, Reed Sennett, Dolphins, Josh Johnson, Jets, and Kyle Shermer with the Washington football team. So any of those guys, they're not available. And so it's a pretty you know, thin list out there of quarterbacks that would want to be on your practice squad for the – you know, relatively low salary rather than being on a 53-man roster. So I think that when you think about how they'll do this, they could get by with two quarterbacks for a while. Tyron Taylor will return at some point this year. I think it's going to be about four weeks or so before he can start practicing again, and it could take up to five games even six before he's the starter again, just depending on how they want to run the season. How is Davis Mills performing? How do they see you know, their competitiveness? Are they a winning team? Are they a team that's far below 500 or at 500? So, yeah, I do think at some point they'll work out quarterbacks. It just didn't make any sense to do when you have a short week, a Thursday game, because there's nothing you can do with a player like that. It's just not going to really help your advantage at all against the Carolina Panthers. So that's one of the reasons that you didn't see anyone immediately signed. And then all those players I mentioned, they're not available. So no one could sign them at this point right now anyway.
1: Houston went down, uh, lost two uh, receivers on Sunday. They lost Nico Collins, who had a big game in his first catch. Not first catch. His first case of the game for 32 yards. Then we don't see him again. Uh, Danny Amendola also went down. The immediate responses bring up Jordan Vesey and Chris Moore from the practice squad. However, they do get Anthony Miller back this week as well. Is there an opportunity or chance that Houston brings up both of those guys with a thin wide receiver depth chart?
2: Right. With Danny Amendola being out two to three weeks but not on injured reserve and then placing Nico Collins on injured reserve, Nico has to miss at least three weeks. I think he's going to be out maybe even longer than that with his shoulder injury. It could be more like four weeks. And with Danny Amendola – you get him back in a couple of weeks. The thing about elevations from the practice squad is until you get to two elevations, then it has to become permanent uh, for the 53-man roster, or they have to cut you, and you go through waivers, things like that. I think they're only going to do one practice squad elevation, and I think it'll likely be Chris Moore. I'm hearing it'll be more likely Chris than Jordan VC. So, yeah, right now, and that could obviously change, but – that's my anticipation that you would want to have Chris up for special teams, and it would just be for the week, not a, you know, 53-man elevation. They have another move they have to make. Joey Sly is currently on the practice squad, and Kaimi Ferber is still in injured reserve, so you need to get Joey Sly promoted to the 53 man, the way they just did with Anthony Eau Claire, where that's after two elevations. They were out of elevations. They're out of elevations with Joey Sly. So Joey has to get to the 53. Someone else has to either be cut or placed on injured reserve to create a spot for him, and they can do that tomorrow or Thursday. And the elevations normally are done on game day when you have a Thursday game. So they might not necessarily happen tomorrow to leave, I guess, some – element of mystery or just procedurally you don't have to do it that early. So I'm expecting Thursday a couple of more practice squad elevations temporary, but at the same time you've got to create a spot for Sly. And that's something people should keep in mind when they're thinking about the Texans roster. So they really can't afford the luxury of having that many wide receivers up when you already have Andre Roberts and you know, having Danny Amendola unavailable, but Anthony Miller available. So you would have him. And then when you look at the defensive back situation, because Terrence Mitchell missed the game with a concussion, you could just have Jimmy Moreland active when he's been a healthy scratch the past couple of games since he joined the team off waivers. So those are a couple of things I'm watching with the inactive list, active list, and I could see Jimmy Moreland being up. They also have Crevon LeBlanc on the practice squad that they can make a standard elevation. There's a chance that Justin Reed will miss this game with it being a short week and he hasn't practiced. So I'm starting to hear from my sources that Justin Reed may miss the game, and that's under consideration that Justin could be held out, has not practiced at all this week. And I think it's going to be touch and go for Justin on a short week with as valuable as he is and the kind of season he's having and the best you know, year he's had in years. And he's you know in a contract situation. This is the last year of his contract. I could see Justin missing the game. And if they do that, then you would look at Terrence Brooks, Lonnie Johnson, kind of splitting up the safety position, working in tandem with Eric Murray as the other safety. So there were going to be a lot of changes, and they got very banged up against the Browns. Very few players are, you know, no one suffered a season-ending injury, but they did have two players
1: placed on injury reserve. Today I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and TV shows all in one place. And the best part, come here, come here, the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV life together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com also want to tell you about Bill Bar and why this is the best tasting protein bar ever. And this week, a limited time offer, flavored cookie dough chunk. Guys, I know y'all remember when you was a kid, you made cookies with your grandma and that little piece of cookie dough that you weren't supposed to eat, you ate it anyway. Now you can do the same thing, same flavor, but it's also going to be healthy. What do I mean by healthy? Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 grams of protein only 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar and net carbs. Okay? Cannot beat that taste and healthiness. So go to billboard.com and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at billboard.com. Betting on the Houston Texans doesn't have to be a guessing game. You want to know why? Listen to the new Locked on Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get the daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, we have more from our conversation with Aaron Wilson right now. He's dropping gems. We're talking Texans. Don't go anywhere. You guys don't want to miss this.
0: Um, sticking with the defensive side of the ball, Aaron, can you share what is actually going on with Zach Cunningham? Because as everyone knows, um, Cunningham was actually benched during the first first quarter of Sunday's game in the loss against the Cleveland Browns. But to my knowledge, this isn't the first time where Cunningham and the Texans were not on the same page.
2: To answer your question about Zach Cunningham, what I can say is that what I've reported He was late during the preseason for a practice. Then he opted to go home. He then missed a walkthrough the following day, and then he was a no-show for the Buccaneers preseason game. And at the time, David Culley attributed that to personal reasons. He then Mm -hmm. returned to work. They smoothed things over, and he was at work uh, and hasn't missed any practices. He has been told, though, about lateness before, and it's been a, you know, recurring thing with Zach is lateness. So because of that, he was punished and he as a consequence did not start the Cleveland game. He was replaced by Kamagruger Hill and he played from the second quarter on and played pretty well, you know, once he was in the game. But yeah, Zach, yeah, not the first time that they've had an issue with him. And, you know, disappointing considering he's, you know, one of the highest paid inside linebackers in the NFL. And a very talented guy who led the NFL in tackles last season. Uh, What it'll, you know, lead to, you know, I don't anticipate a trade at this time. Uh, That's probably your next question. But when I think about what might happen, you know, it's also now very public and I don't think it's like a big topic of conversation, but other NFL teams will have that information. Now that he was disciplined, they'll want to know more about it. And they could ask, you know, the Texans, you know, candidly, what happened and why do you wanna trade him? And so then maybe you're not getting what you might want back in return in a potential trade scenario for a Zach Cunningham. So, you know, now that it's it's public, um, I haven't seen a lot of headlines, mind you, on this story. I don't know if it's really other than in the Houston market been something that a lot of people have written about. I think there's, you know, I, I wrote a story, I believe, Some other people wrote a story. I don't believe that anyone reported why, but, you know, I did. And, you know, that's basically that's the the full report I have. Um, I don't have any real additional information on it. Um, You know, I think it's well known around the team, you know, what happened and, you know, what it means. And on the list of, you know, things that are serious, I wouldn't rank it that high. I think, you know, there's some, you know, other things that, you know, they've, Faced over the years, like, you know, just last year when Bradley Roby got in a big dust up, a big argument with Danton Lin, and they had to leave him home for the entire, you know, Jacksonville game. He didn't travel with the team. Or Ryan Mallet, you know, not showing up for the flight to Miami and then having to pay his own way, then being fired from the team a few days later. So, you know, I guess, you know, with players, you sometimes work through some things, and I'm sure they'll handle it behind the scenes as much as possible, but in this case, you know, and to his credit, David Cully, who is a straight shooter, very honest, very forthcoming, he said why, and so I guess, you know, you could also view that, maybe that's part of the punishment, that you make it, you know, you do announce it, you say why, and, you know, kudos to
1: David for making that clear. I see you never stop working. got some more agents calling, but that's a very interesting point I was going to, you know, kind of hint at whether or not Houston and Zach Cunningham will eventually come to a place where they're just no longer the perfect fit for one another. And in my honest opinion, I thought Zach Cunningham who received the contract last year uh, well deserved, but I don't think he and Lovey Smith zone defense fit. I think him uh, being a zone cover linebacker has been an issue for a while since he stepped into the league. And uh, we saw how they moved him over to wheel. He's playing a, a way more wheel this year than inside, than their Mike position. Uh, so I, I don't know if they're a real fit moving forward. And Lovie Smith will be here for the foreseeable future. He's done wonders with his defense. I do want to go back to the quarterback position. How confident is this team in Davis Mills right now, to your knowledge, Aaron, uh, heading into Thursday night football against a very good Carolina defense? confidence
2: only goes so far confidence in the sense that they're supportive of him they think highly of him they respect him they see that he can make some plays but you acknowledge the reality that he's a rookie and he's going to make some mistakes so I think what you're seeing from the players yeah they're being genuine because they know he has some talent he has an arm and he's a younger player so he could get better but you know if you you know gave everyone truth serum would they tell you that it's a No, just the same. No, it's not the same. It's a downgrade. You're going from a 32-year-old quarterback that was playing some of the best football of his life Mm -hmm. to a quarterback that has a lot to learn, only played 11 college games. So, yeah, I mean, I think anyone being honest would tell you this is going to be tough. It's going to be hard to be as competitive with Davis Mills, and it's up to Davis to prove people wrong and show that he can be competitive, that he can play better than he did. I know that he threw a touchdown, and – you know that's great, but you know, it was kind of you know that drive. If you look at how it was engineered, there was a pass interference call, they were in position. You know, it was not the toughest throw in the world for him to complete a, a quick slant in the red zone to Brandon Cook. So, yeah, Davis, he has a lot of physical tools, he's a smart guy, he has upside, but he is not a finished product, and there are going to be more growing pains, I believe, for him, and it's going to be very difficult. You've got Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick, Shaq Thompson, and Jeremy Chin on the other side of that defense. And I do think they're going to bring a lot of pressure against him. They have 10 sacks. They lead the quarterback pressures. They're only allowing 45 rushing yards a game. Phil Snow, the defense coordinator of the Panthers, has a team playing excellent football on the defensive side of the ball. And I think it's going to be very, very challenging, very tough for the Texans to get a lot done. They're going to have to lean on the running game. They're going to need – a lot from David Johnson, Mark Ingram, and Phillip Lindsay, And if you're not getting a lot of production out of the running game, then I'm just going to wonder how you're going to move the football? How are you going to move the chains consistently and get yourself into scoring position? You know, you're going to need turnovers on defense, you're going to need big special teams plays. and It's a difficult game. And that's why they're not favored to win this game. And I don't think, you know, even with Tyrod, it would be kind of a pick em game with as well as Carolina is playing.
0: Aaron, last question before getting out of here, you know, since we're already talking about the quarterback position, we got to talk about everybody's favorite topic. Um, that is Deshaun Watson. Um, is there anything that you can share in regards to the latest trade rumors, trade speculations regarding Deshaun? You remember on um, yesterday we actually had an opportunity to see him get a get a workout in on the Texans practice field prior to the team going out there
2: right well deshaun does work out with the team every day he has his own exercise program that's very similar to how they handle training camp and then doesn't participate in practice and well, david Culley made it clear that he will not be activated and they're going to do everything to preserve the trade value imagine if he got hurt and has legal problems you no, know, on top of that, and has that big contract and no trade clause. How difficult would it be to get fair value then? So, yeah, I think they're just being intelligent and logical and not playing him. It makes no sense, even in light of Tyron Taylor's injury, to change course and play him. And then when talking about trade rumors, well, it's pretty dormant right now. And I know a lot of people thought, well, Tua bruised his ribs. This is going to be the impetus. Things will heat up. Well, my understanding is that they have not heated up, that it's still in the same stage. And until the Dolphins offer four first round picks, which they have not, and I don't think they will because they're the only real bidder out there right now, I don't anticipate a trade happening. And in the offseason, there will be other teams that have quarterback issues, that have draft capital, that have attractive players. And Nick Casario will hope, like the former commodities broker that he is, for the stock to go back up. If you look at Deshaun and compare him to a blue chip stock, well, it's you know depressed value right now because of the legal issues and because of you know everything that's going on, but a stock can go back up. And that's why some people hold on to a stock. You know, For example, I mean, and I'm not saying that I'm great at playing the stock market, but I've held my Pfizer stock for a long time and it has grown. And I hope that will continue to grow. And, you know, as the technology, you know, and everything that they're doing and the confidence in their company goes up. But that's the thing about Fred Deshaun Watson. If he is able to get out, you know, in a favorable manner from his legal problems and not face significant NFL punishment, well, then I think then the people have the clarity that they need to make fair offers, you know, commensurate with his value as a player. Because we still don't know if he's going to be indicted. They are still investigating. One thing I can tell you is that FBI stuff, that was a lot of hype. When they looked into it very initially at the beginning, it's not something that is like the FBI is actively looking at Deshaun Watson. My understanding is it's Houston Police Department. They're still investigating. They haven't made the recommendation to the district attorney's office. The district attorney has to decide when are they going to present to the grand jury. When you have 10 criminal complaints, it requires a lot of paperwork and a lot of questions, a lot of interrogatories, a lot of things like that. So until all that's presented, you don't have even a chance of an indictment or of a non-indictment. You know, They call an indictment a true bill. It takes 9 of 12 on the grand jury to have a bill of indictment. An indictment, all that would mean is a formal charge and an arrest. That would not mean necessarily that a Deshaun Watson would be convicted or go to jail, but it means that, you know, he could have a trial that could complicate the trade value even more. And that's a very real possibility that that could still happen. It just depends on Hmm. does the district attorney feel like one, is it worth bringing the case? Do they feel like they have enough evidence? And then do they feel like they can beat Rusty Harden, who's, you know, a legal heavyweight, beat him at trial without, any apparent like DNA or video or audio evidence. We haven't heard of any of those existing. So until that happens, Cody, I think it's very much up in the air. And the answer still is the status quo surrounding the case, the trade, you know, discussions and nothing heating up fast. So he remains in professional limbo and a holding pattern with him on the Texans roster being paid Uh, 10.54 million salary this year, and essentially it's the equivalent of paid leave. But he does go to work every day, and he fulfills whatever responsibilities he has to, to you know whatever the Texans ask of him, which is to be there. But that does not involve being at the games or practicing. So that's where things stand at this time, you know. And you know they've said repeatedly behind the scenes and publicly, Deshaun has been professional and done what what's Mm -hmm. asked. They just have a major disconnect and they're not going to reconcile and they're not going to attempt to reconcile. And, you know, so it is what it is. That's where things stand with Deshaun Watson and the Texans and the rest of the NFL, but, you know, covered a lot of players and usually there is a second act. It just might not happen as quickly as some would want. So even whether you're a Michael Vick or other players that have, you know, had trouble with the law or Ray Lewis, they have played again. I've only covered one guy that never played football again after having a very serious offense, nice. and that was Ray Rice with the Baltimore oh. Ravens. And, that, and there was a video,
0: a very ugly video, and that is the primary reason that Ray never played again. Houston Texans beat reporter from Sports Talk 790, Aaron. Really quick, and I'm pretty sure all of them, you know, yeah, follow already. Know. Yeah, like, everybody knows who know, Aaron post.
1: Wilson is. When we post but this we tomorrow. We're to going click and already <laughs> know who he is,
0: man. But we have to do it, Aaron, really quick. Where can our listeners follow you at on social media? I'm at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL on Twitter.
2: I'm on Instagram at Aaron Wilson 7128. Uh, I do post. A lot of sports stuff there, also occasional food photos and photos of my wife. And uh, But, yeah, I, I do have some football content on Instagram as well. And then I write primarily for Sports Talk 790 at their website at Houston Sports News. So, yeah, please uh, check it out. Thank you.
1: Cody, it's always good to hear outside opinions from mm-hmm. professionals. And, you know, uh, we talk every day. And you said something early in the broadcast about one of the best, if not the best in the city of Houston. Let me tell you guys something about my co-host, okay? Rockets is coming back next week. Guess where he going to be at. Next season right now, guess where he's been the entire time. He also works for the Houston SaberCats rugby team. <laughs> I'm going to always show love to my boy Cody Davis, but uh, Aaron he he Wilson is somebody. Dad. Absolutely, absolutely. Aaron Wilson is somebody whose work I've been following for a while. Love his articles. I love the insight that he gives to Houston uh, for the Houston Texans and sports in general in the NFL. So I'm very excited and, you know, had the opportunity – I'm very excited, rather, about the opportunity for us to have him on this evening. I learned a lot about the team, had a good conversation, and I hope the listeners enjoy it. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter. Oh, what side is that? Right here, at some sports guy on Twitter at uh, – I'm sorry, on Twitter at wit 2 wise at the end. And then follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. And of course, you guys know, in that same stroke of motion, go to slide over to YouTube, type in Locked On Texans, subscribe, like, and comment.
0: And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.